I was being trained to be uh, a, a, a warlock. I was being trained with witches that were in the, in the religion. The story about the digging, the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. After Papa tells us to hold a knife and then he puts his big hand on, he puts you pushes the eight into the neck, cuts it. You couldn't speak to the devil right away. You had to earn your right to speak to the devil. I listened to a tape recording. There were infants crying, children crying. And adults chanting. If you, if you mess with the devil, he'll kill you, he'll kill your family. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. guests this week on Stillborn Goat 666 Heavy Metal Podcast. 
Nucleus. Their new album, Sentient, is out April 15th, and our guest is Dave Muntean, vocalist and guitarist for Nucleus. You can check him out on Bandcamp, also give him a like over on Facebook. So, got into the interview and asked Dave, how'd you get into music, metal, and Nucleus? I mean, I had a guitar, you know, way back, who knows when, and, you know, the typical take a lesson, and my entire practice for the week was a 30 minutes after lesson. Um, so basically, I had no idea how to play for seven, five years. I don't know. Um, and at some point, about four and a half years ago, I started playing more. And uh, that was about when I joined Nucleus. Um, I got invited to do vocals. Um, so I was only the vocalist. Um, and then a few months in, we got rid of the one guitarist. And the main guy who started the band said, hey, do you want to try guitar too? I had no idea if I could do vocals and guitar. I'd never done it before, so I'm like, yeah, sure. I went out and bought a 5150 half cap, a half stack, which I still use, and I uh, said, I hope I can do this. And uh, pretty quickly, I learned to do it basically. Like, I mean, I had to do really simple, like, on-beat vocals, and now I'm kind of getting better at that after four years. But um, yeah, every time I wrote a new song, it, uh, it got harder, and I'm like, oh shit, I'll never be able to play this. And I eventually managed and got better slightly. Um, I'm actually the only person still in the band from back then. Um, so I went from being only the singer to being the main songwriter uh, in four years. But yeah, now we have a completely fresh lineup apart from me and uh, everyone's solid. And, uh, it feels like, you know, everyone's together now. We're much tighter live, all that. Going through so many lineup changes, what is that like? I mean, that always sends a delay because all of a sudden you stop learning songs or writing new songs because you have to catch up. Someone has to learn all the songs again. Um, but honestly, the main change was when the original guitarist quit, I kind of took over writing, at which point pushed into basically how I wrote. Um, and at first I was trying to write Death Doom, but somehow unintentionally went in a completely different direction. But uh, at this point, even if someone changes, it won't. Um, I, I, if any other guys who are in the band now quit, I don't know what I'll do because I don't know if they're all basically perfect for the band right now but um as long uh, as long as i'm here it'll the songs will sound like nucleus so um the biggest like we changed drummers and you know there was a delay of four or five months when we had to catch them up on all the songs but apart from that it'll still sound like nucleus um so that's kind of a nice thing now um i can always it, the bassist came in with a couple songs uh they were great um, I ended up making some modifications, changes here and there when needed to make them sound like nuclear songs, um, and they fit in. Uh, they fit in the album fine now after you know my changes. So, so yeah, as far as changing members, I don't think it'll affect the band sound so much if, if it happened again. But uh, yeah, it's just a big delay always, and you know trying to find someone who's as good as who we have now is going to be would, would be hard and getting on stage with all new people playing the songs how's that you kind of have to get used to the new person but um apart from that when we uh with our current lineup the first time we played you know after the first song it was great um at this point i mean we could basically probably new, learn a new song on our own and play it live without ever practicing together where that uh, i guess mentally aligned at this point Let's play a track off the new album, Sentient, out April 15th from Nucleus. This is Insurgent. Dave, fill us in. Well, yeah, th that one I like a lot. That's, that's one a lot of us um, 
at least a few in the band liked a lot and, and expected more people to comment on. I, it was there was a, quite a few reviews. I mean, every review seemed to name three or so songs that they loved, and it was always different songs. And Insurgent was the last one to be mentioned in a review, which we thought was surprising. Um, but yeah, that one. I, I'm a big fan of that one. It's more mid-paced, but yeah, the, the way I write, I, I, I write alone at home when I'm writing stuff, and if it doesn't sound good, just me sitting here with a guitar with no drums, no vocals, no nothing, then I'll probably scrap it. So it kind of lends itself to every riff kind of standing alone, um, having some catch. I mean, catchiness is kind of important. You want people to listen to it and kind of get into that riff, not just be something they forget two seconds later. You know, there's a lot of bands uh, who it'll sound awesome, but the second the song's over, you're like, I don't remember what I just listened to, you know?
Insurgent from the new album from Nucleus Sentient. It's out April 15th. And there's a sci-fi theme to the band from the beginning. So tell me, where did that come from, and what are some of the sci-fi themes on the new album? It's, I mean, basically, if, if that was from the second I joined the band, I wanted to do sci-fi lyrics. I was just a vocalist, so that was my main contribution at the beginning. Even though technically I wrote the second song of the band, even though I was only on vocals. Um, yeah, I mean, if I tried to do something about zombies, it wouldn't really be genuine. I like horror movies here and then, like old ones, but I, I just... The people who write those kind of lyrics love horror movies. They have stacks of VHSs at home, all that stuff. Because, uh, you know, I know a bunch of people who do that. Um, me, I have a bookshelf full of sci-fi books, so it's the thing that makes the most sense for me to write about is going to be genuine, something I'm interested in, not just like, oh, let me look up some bullshit that I don't give a fuck about, you know? Um, and I think just my writing style kind of lends itself to having that kind of weirdness. I didn't do it purposefully, really, to sound sci-fi. It's just how I write. Um, Obviously, it got influenced later on by some other bands um, that also have a weird sound, but I, will, I think no matter what, I would have kind of gone in a wonky direction here and there. You know? The album's been getting a lot of great press, and uh, it's one of my favorite albums of the year, and if you guys get a chance, please go check it out over on Bandcamp. Give them a like over on Facebook. So, Dave, how long did the record take, the writing, the recording? Um, writing took up quite a bit. I mean, it was a, there were a few lineup changes, so everything got delayed a lot. Um, I tend to spend a lot of time writing. I guess kind of going with what you said earlier, the songs kind of flow together. It's not random riffs added together. When I write, I'll kind of write one riff and then I'll have something that goes off of that. I don't just write, I write that riff and I'm like, oh, what would make sense going after this? And then when the song's done, I'll spend days, weeks going through and being like, oh, this note should be changed and uh, this riff kind of is kind of weird uh, and then I end up replacing it. But uh, I'm really, really hyper-focused on things flowing together and things making sense in the song. I don't want to have some riff that feels like, even if I didn't have lyrics, the song should have some kind of story. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to over... I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not a very good guitarist, so I'm uh, not trying to over-extend my writing skills, but I spend hours and hours and days on each song just tweaking tiny things. Um, so I think that kind of comes across. Um, as far as yeah, so writing took a few years just because the lineup changes. Hopefully now with a solid lineup, it won't take as long. Recording was actually pretty quick because um, we don't have tons of players in our guitars. We just had what I recorded one guitar, other guitars scored one guitar. Um, everything took pretty much one day. I went into the guitar, finished my guitars in one day. Um, Drums were the only thing that took two days. So overall, we went in to record for five days, I think, over the course of a few weeks, a couple months, um, on the weekends, and then just waited for the mixes, which took a few weeks. And did, uh, that was with Dan Klein at Iron Hand Audio in Chicago. He did the recording and mixing, and then we sent it over to Damian Herring at Subterranean Watchtower Studios. Um, he's in. He does a bunch of. Uh, work with uh he's in horrendous so he did all horrendous stuff i think he just did the new horrified album um i can't think of what else on the top of my head but he's great uh, he nailed part what we wanted for mastering pretty much instantly i think once he sent it to us he set some data a little bit more low end but other than that it was right on immediately so it was great and another track off the new album sentient from nucleus dave tell us about cantos cantos that was actually one of the earliest songs 
written for the album, I believe. Um, uh, we played the basically right when our bassist joined. That was our first new song. Um, so he's been with us now two years, I believe. Um, that is based on a book called Hyperion by Dan Simmons, uh, which focuses on some traveler. It's this. There's a planet with tombs that are wrapped in a uh, some kind of time warp where time goes the other direction and there's this giant metal creature that's basically nothing but blades that can go in any direction in time and they'll take people and impale them on a thing called Tree of Pain where they linger forever in pain. Um, there's a whole lot to it. It's one of the best books I've ever read and uh, I think the lyrics on that one are one of my favorites on the album.
Cantos from our guest this week on Stillborn Goat 666 Heavy Metal Podcast, Nucleus. The album is Sentient. It's out April 15th. You can get it over on Bandcamp. Also, check them out on Facebook. Now, the band's from Chicago. So, Dave, what are some of the challenges and benefits of being from such a fertile metal and music in general area? I mean, there are there are more people, so it's not like you're playing the same 10 people all the time. But at the same time, you also have a lot more bands, a lot more shows. I mean, we can have sometimes up to four or five shows, and not always, but four or five shows in a night. So even if you a show, it's split between all that. Um, it's really common for there to be, to be two or three shows on the same day, especially on weekends. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just starting out, just trying to get on something can be hard sometimes. Uh, getting to know promoters. Um, yeah, it, it's not. It takes a while. It takes work. Um, even then, it's hard to get people to care in general. I guess even not locally, but you have free stuff online. But now everyone has free stuff online, so no one really goes, oh yeah, I'll go listen to this, it's, it's, uh, no one has time, because there's so much, there's a glut at all times. Now the balance between online and getting out and playing live, what's your take? Uh, I guess it depends on what you're going for, if you just want someone to listen to your song a couple times, and that's, uh, I mean, online is fine, um, I guess when you play live, it's a different, it's the kind of person who will actually come to a show, they're more likely to come check you out again, or buy your album. Well, someone online might be like, oh, that song's all right, and then never listen to you again. So I, I think I think the live thing's more important in the end. Um, or at least, yeah, in my opinion, I, you know, if I could, didn't play live, I don't think I'd be as interested in doing this. It'd be okay to have an album, but I'd lose interest if I could never play live for people. Um, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one or the other, having no internet and only playing live, or never playing live and being online, then I would take playing live. I mean, even when you have stuff free on Bandcamp, just no one. I mean, it doesn't mean people are going to go check it out. It's just going to be another thing in the thousands of Bandcamps that are out there. The funny thing is, even online, you even even let's just say on Facebook, you tend to kind of start to see the same people who are the ones who look at it online. Um, you see the same people posting like, check out this new album. Um, it becomes a group that is noticeable online because you see the same handful of people um, talking about new albums and stuff like that. Even just we had that decibel post and I think we, we had more downloads off our EP, uh, three ones, in that day than I think any other, even the day we released it. So the new album is out on the 15th. What's up the rest of the year? Uh, we have our release show in April 15th on the day it comes out. Um, in Chicago with a bunch of awesome bands. Uh, Shards of Humanity, who's also on our label, are driving up from, I think they're in Kentucky. Um, and we've got Blood of the Wolf from Chicago, Living Terror, a thrash band from Chicago, and 40 Ounce Fist, who are kind of a hardcore death metal band from Wisconsin. Uh, you might know them. Um, and then the week after that, we are playing Spring Bash, which is awesome. I've gone to see that last two or three years, and it's always a fun time, so it's really cool to be playing. Uh, we're playing on Friday um, at the Metal Grill in Kudigi, Wisconsin, um, which is awesome. Like, a bunch of cool bands like Vermax are playing. So uh, definitely check that out if you're anyone's in the area. Um, the, only other th- oh, the only other thing I think we have booked is a festival in Kansas City um, in September. Um, called Kansas uh, KC Black Death Fest, which 
is, I believe, September 16th and 17th. Um, and there's a few other Chicago bands coming from here to uh, Finn, which is, uh, the drummer is actually the guy who recorded and mixed our album, Dan Klein. He's the drummer in that band. And uh, Imperial Savagery and Sons of Famine are from Illinois playing there. So it should be a cool time. I heard it was awesome last year. Um, as far as touring, uh, I think we all kind of sucked up our vacation days this, this week year already. So uh, hopefully next year I'd like to do something um, for at least a week or so, maybe East Coast or something like that. Um, other than that, I'd like to start pushing at least weekends, hitting some states around the area. But yeah, we'll see what pops up. And a big thanks to Dave Muntean. The new album from Nucleus is Sentient, and that is out on April 15th. And you can go check them out at the NYDM Spring Bash in Cudahy, Wisconsin, on the 22nd of April. Next week, Probably one of my favorite bands. It's Savage Master. We're going to be talking to Stacy Savage. And in two weeks, a uh, great show uh, planned for everyone. Jay Fortin from Scissor Fight, a career-spanning episode. We're going to talk about the dissolvement of the band and the resurrection after a decade of the mighty Scissor Fight. So please, subscribe to Stillborn Goat 666 Heavy Metal Podcast on iTunes. Also, check out everything that the Astro Radio Z Network has to offer. Give us a like over on Facebook, and until next time, stay heavy, stay brutal, and I'll see your donkey ass in the pit. (laughs) 